Hey gang, Spearsy here. Uh, you're probably wondering why there's no theme or funky music to start the show this week. That's because the real show starts in about five minutes, right, Brad? We recorded one last episode during the final days of the 80s cruise, and it was taped live in front of an audience. <laughs> it was pretty freakish, but it also was a first for us. And we'll get to that in just a few minutes, but we wanted to answer all the emails that we've been getting this week about how the final days of the cruise went. Um, all the emails, Steve? Uh, do you mean the one we got from Carol Jansen? Yeah, you knew she was going to call us on the fact that we didn't kind of wrap things up. Instead, we wrecked a buffet at the Harrow Club. Um, Twice. Do you want me to read the letter, Steve? Read the letter. Okay. Carol writes, hey, guys, it sounds like the 80s cruise was another great success. Shout out to Beth from Turkey as she posted the best pictures, and I appreciated seeing what we were missing. For those of us who have other cruises booked or could not make it this year, can you... <laughs> Our old Seggy. We never get to do this anymore. I see what you did there, Carol Jansen. And I like it. Question number one from Carol was, did you guys get to spend any time with Mr. Thomas Dolby? Uh, yes and yes. Well, yeah. Not, maybe not what we had expected, but we did. What did you do with him, Steve? He was not our special guest for the live podcast, as we were hoping. I spent about five or ten minutes talking to him one night after dinner, and his wife was there, and it was fantastic. We talked about his set the night before. It was a blast, but 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 Brad has the actual coolest story about Thomas Dolby. I don't know if it's – it might be cool by the nature of its complete nerdiness. <laughs> so uh, the last day when we were supposed to go ashore and we couldn't, you know, the, the 80s cruise staff is just scrambling to put together some semblance of activities on board to keep us from all going crazy. Uh, probably the most popular was the, uh, you know, bottomless rum punches they were handing out on deck. But uh, I happened to grab one of the sheets and listed there right after our impromptu trivia session was – Walking soccer with Thomas Dolby. What the, what the hell is walking What's soccer? That? Basically, I'm like, okay, well, let me go find out what the hell walking soccer is. So I went back to the cabin. I grabbed my copy of his book that I brought just in case and went up to the sports deck. And walking soccer is basically what it sounds like. You play soccer, but you're not allowed to run. You can walk real fast, though. You can walk as fast as you want. Yeah. So being tall and having long legs can be handy. Uh, so, yeah. So it's like five aside. Um, soccer walking on the basketball court with like little short goals everyone put in their name they wanted to play and they kind of divided us up into teams and you played like a 15 minute game it was uh it was surprisingly fun it was surprisingly <laughs> dorky no it wasn't surprisingly dorky it was dorky not to put too much stock in my performance against my fellow 80s nerds but uh, i did have two goals and an assist in my game let's, let's <laughs> just put that out there <laughs> And I tripped a guy. I, 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 like, I tripped a guy hard. Like, you know, apparently I am one of those people who takes everything too seriously. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it was really fun. That sounds delightfully dorky, not not surprisingly dorky. Yeah. And I got a great picture. Uh, Katie took a great picture of the two of us, and I got him to sign my book. Uh, he was very gracious. Nice guy. And according to Katie, his wife was very nice, too. I'd forgotten that she was on um, Dynasty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's really sad is I, I was there talking to him you know, after dinner, and I was telling him how much I love the song, I Love You Goodbye. And she's and mm -hmm. I just blanked that that was his wife sitting next to him. And she's like, I love that song, too. And I was like, yeah, isn't it great? And I should have said, of course it's great. It's about you. But I didn't do that because I'm a total idiot. Yeah. And I like as, – as, as much as I brought my A game on this trip, I, I brought my, my C game 
during that <laughs> 10 minute chat with Dolby. I felt really bad about that. Well, by the same token, you, when I came back from getting the book signed and everything, you said, Oh, did you tell them about the podcast? And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I knew there was something I was going to anyway, bring Things happen. So, uh, Carol also asked, uh, Who stood out as a great show that was unexpected? I think we both would agree Lou, Lou Graham from Foreigner was the, uh, um, he was he was great, but he was not as unexpected to me as Billy Ocean. Okay, well, I was sick that night, so I don't remember any of it. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to Lou Graham. I'll give it to Lou Graham with, of course, the dad jeans writer. But um, I, I think in a lot of people's minds, and maybe just because expectations were not there so much, Billy Ocean really just opened people's eyes. Um, and her last question, Carol's last question, did the tubes sing my theme song? Yes, the tubes did sing. Uh, She's a beauty. I think it does a ten-pound hummingbird wheeze. <laughs> yeah, and they, it was one of their very last songs. So, yes, we all got to hear that one. I'm pretty sure there was a picture of Carol up on the screen might, during that song. The um, yeah. the other things we didn't talk about the last time we met, uh, we saw we, we did see Berlin perform. Berlin brought back Dave Diamond and John Crawford from the original lineup of Berlin and. A couple yeah. new songs that they've record that they're in the business of recording right yeah. now, I believe, and they were great. I, you know, I was talking a little bit with their drummer later, and he had said, "Yeah, I wasn't sure those were going to work in the set, but they were really fun. They they uh, they sound fantastic. I'm looking forward to that yeah, new album. I yeah, I, I really am. And then the final night, uh, Springfield was the featured entertainer, and that was that was kind of crazy all over the place. I thought, but in a good way. He, yeah. Um, yeah. If you've seen him before, if you, like I, I've seen him three or four times, but it's been about five or six or seven years. And yeah. wh- when I saw him before, he would maybe play one new song and then play right. all the hits. Well, he didn't do that. Yep. yep. No. And I had the same experience. I mean, when I've seen him before, it's been on the state fair, county fair circuit, and he plays like an hour set. And it's like you say, it's all the hits and one song where he makes a self-deprecating joke about now's a good time to use the bathroom. Right. But that's not how he came at this, which, again, I think is part of the beauty of these trips is the artists get a 90-minute set and they can do some more things. And he used it. So we probably heard maybe five or six songs that I don't think I'd ever heard before. Well, and he did this thing where he's like, I know you want to hear these songs, so I'm going to give you a medley of the first line of the chorus of like six or seven of them just to get them out of the that was way. Kind of, that was kind of funny. Which yeah, I thought was, was really funny. That was cute. So. Yeah. By the way, this is probably a great time to bring up that we have a new sponsor this month for Stuck in the 80s, and it's Bevstow. It's this amazing wine rack that you can stick in your fridge, and it kind of clears up the clutter that you normally have. If you're anything like Brad and me, keeping an extra wine bottle handy and cold is as necessary as that extra DVD of The Last Starfighter. And that's the good news we have for you today. Bevstow creates additional storage capacity by horizontally attaching directly under the glass refrigerator shelves in your fridge. It solves the problem of wine bottles rolling around the fridge and not fitting in the door shelves. The flexible design allows placement under any smooth glass refrigerator shelf. It's easy to install, easy to remove. You can use one or several in your fridge, and it's guaranteed to hold up to 10 pounds. Don't drink wine? No worries. Bevstow works on liquor, soda, water bottles, you name it. And because you listen to Stuck in the 80s, you get a special discount on your own Bevstow. You can save 25% on Bevstow when using the promo code PODFAN25. That's P-O-D-F-A-N-2-5. Bevstow is only nineteen ninety five, but you get an additional 25% off. So why are you waiting? That's more money to spend on wine. 
Go to sit80s.com slash bevsto. That's B-E-V-S-T-O-W. And enter the promo code podfan25 when ordering. That's sit80s.com slash bevsto. Promo code podfan25. You'll be helping our podcast out tremendously. And you'll be helping yourself out by organizing your fridge. Anyway, so we got back from the cruise on Saturday. Uh, we were already starting to make plans for 2019. In fact, I know it's going to be a busy year for me. I'm going to be doing more and more to help out the 80s cruise. The headliners next year, just so you don't forget, Kenny Loggins, D. Snyder, Berlin, <laughs> Sheila E., and uh, OMD, The Fix, English Beat, Club Nouveau, Steve Spears, Spears Brad Williams, Williams, Club Nouveau, Cutting Crew. Oh, and Grandmaster Flash. How could I forget? So... Gonna be gonna oh, be an amazing yes. trip. We'll be hitting Key West. We'll be hitting Cozumel, Costa Maya, and Belize. Right, Brad? It's unbelievable. <laughs> so in the meantime, uh, sit back now and enjoy this unusual episode featuring Brad, and myself, and some of our favorite people on board the Celebrity Summit for our first ever live audience podcast. Travel back in time to the eighties, reliving the music. You can't have the Pretenders' first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes. Sometimes I see you dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. I'm your host, Steve Spears, and I'm here with my co-host, Brad Williams. Hey, guys. Steve, I had no idea that our audience was so good looking. (laughs) And after 450 episodes, uh, we are cruising through the middle of the Caribbean, about to record our first ever live audio podcast. But first, some legalese. Stuck in the 80s is a proud member of the CLNS Podcast Network. You can listen to our show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and the new CLNS Media mobile app. You can also find us on the brand new CLNS Media website, clnsmedia.com. Every week, like clockwork. Hey, so um, how many people here are, have listened to the podcast before are familiar with it? Okay, so, you know. And the rest so of you are just brave explorers still in an unknown land. Waiting for Rick Springfield's drum tech to come in here. So, how do you tune a Tom? <laughs> so, okay, so here's some background if you didn't know much about us. Uh, Stuck in the 80s was founded back in uh, 2005. 1982. <laughs> no, not 2005, I had my 20th high school reunion, and I didn't want to go, but I volunteered to build the, the website for the reunion. And then I built a blog for them, and then I, I just kind of got caught up in the nostalgia of the decade. And when it was over, I had no more outlet for it. And so three weeks later, we recorded our first ever Stucky Needies podcast. It lasted seven minutes, 
and it was about the breakfast. In seven minutes, we talked about the entire movie, The, the, breakfast, the breakfast Club, Club from top to bottom, so, with the with the electronic music soundtrack underneath it. I only know this as a listener. I was not involved in the show. At that is time. true. If you have, if you have not started listening to the show, do not, do not, do not start at episode zero zero one. It will make you appreciate the work we do now <laughs> yes. so much more. So please listen to it and download it twice and listen once. <laughs> so. So over the years, it's basically become a weekly show, and it revolves around pop culture of the 80s. It's usually – usually we honor a specific band or a movie, or we do a, a top ten forgotten hits of 1981, or sometimes we've done an interview. Uh, over the years, we've interviewed about 100 people from the 80s, including, I think, six people who are now in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame um, – which I think maybe that's seven now, thanks to Steve Perry getting in last mm-hmm. year. So that's true. Steve Perry, Huey Lewis, uh, Molly Ringwald, Martha Quinn, uh, Brian Johnson from ACDC. Rick Springfield's drum tech. <laughs> Rick Springfield's been on twice. Terry Nunn's been yeah, on. Actually, yeah. uh, Thomas Dolby's been on. Let's see who else from this trip has been on. Lover Boy, I've talked Love, to Mike Reno. Mike Reno on, yeah, yeah. He was he was fun. So we do we do that, and then we we do the podcast, and we have fun. There's a blog too, and over the years the the co-hosts have changed. Uh, what? Brad, <laughs> Brad is not the original co-host. He is the third full time, third or fourth. Yeah, I don't know. It's your show, man. <laughs> yeah, it's your world, man. I'm just. Looking I don't at know. It. I'm not the one. I don't make labels, but you are. That's what you are. So, um, so that's what we've been doing. And and then three years ago, we got involved with the '80s Cruise, and they brought us on board to do uh, the trivia. And we have a blast doing that. We just finished our last session for this week, and we had a great, great time. <sighs> and in about 45 minutes, there's going to be a tremendous amount of alcohol consumed. <laughs> By one of the three chairs on this uh, thing. Yeah, we're running the missing man formation here right now. Yeah, so what we wanted to do, since since we obviously were missing the um, the special guest, we're going to make you the special guest today. So I'm going to pick some of my favorite uh, longtime bands and put them on the spot and give them the stuck in the 80s uh, treatment. Where's Dave Augie August? Get up Just here, Augie. Come on down. You're the next sucker on Stuck in the 80s. This is how it started for okay. me, too. I got picked out of the audience just at random one time. Yeah. I was at a Stuck in the 80s fan gathering. There were fans? Well, it was just, it was just me and Steve alone <laughs> in a bar crying. <laughs> a common theme. So, Dave, we met you at the first 80s cruise. Uh, the second. I thought it was the – okay, the second. Yeah. But you've been on all three. No. Clearly, the Wait, person what? who took these notes is being fired. I thought you were. No, I was not on the first. Uh, Heather and I came on the second cruise last year okay. after being on the Def Leppard cruise and uh, finding out about the 80s cruise just before it happened. Okay, okay. So let me ask you this. This is, this is an important question to me because I think a lot of us, we were huge fans in the, of the music and the movies of the 80s during Otherwise, the 80s. why are we here? And then – the 80s ended, and we moved on to the 90s, and we tried to like 90s music. We really tried. We bought the Spin Doctors. I don't know why. Wait What's a minute, this wait wee wait. stuff? Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's not paint everybody with that same broad brush there, Spearsy. So, so was, there a time, was there a time that you sort of divorced yourself from your love of the 80s and then kind of rediscovered it? No, I think I'm actually one of those ones that hung on to it like grim death. Um, <laughs> Colorful. Oh, there we go. Really? Uh, oh, yeah, it was... It was Let's just say the 90s music destroyed a very unpromising music career that I had. And, 
So maybe we should thank it? Uh, yeah, in a way, it saved you from a lot more spandex and a lot more uh, hair that was down to my knees. You did not have wow. hair down to your knees. Oh, yeah. You I can't heard... even have it down to your shoulders now. Well, if I start growing the hair long now, it's so gray, I start looking like Sam Elliott from Roadhouse. Ah, uh, that's not good. That doesn't sound terrible, right? Pain doesn't hurt. Yeah, don't mention Roadhouse. <laughs> um, if you could be a roadie for any 80s band, which would it be? Hmm. What I want to survive from, though. So, Because doing it with crew, I would never would have lived through the 80s. So uh, I would have had to go with Duran Duran, mainly because... Because of the cast-off women? Exactly. <laughs> he would do well. I could have I met my wife probably 20 years sooner. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That was a professional-level <laughs> answer. Nearly romantic. You answered the question, and you... Oh. <laughs> I, I, oh. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's a lie. It was a line. A line. <laughs> Favorite mm. moment yet on an 80s cruise? I will have to say, um, getting into a concert that I had no expectations from or for, and uh, watching Berlin and Terry rip out Highway to Hell. Oh, yeah. That was absolutely oh, yeah. amazing. If I had to say from this cruise, it was being shocked again at the pipes of Billy Ocean. Wow. That's yeah. good answers. Good answers. At 70-plus years old, that guy can wail. In the words of Sam Kennison from Back to School, good answer. Good answer. We'll be watching you. Here's an unpopular question, but I'd like to throw it out to test your metal. If you could toss one band from the 80s out of the decade into obscurity and so that none of us had ever heard of them, who would that 80s band be? And you cannot pick uh, any My band favorite. that's on the ship. Okay. Let's be nice. Depeche Mode. Oh, no, boo. That's so wrong. This, this is the great answer of a metalhead. You just can get enough, <laughs> is what oh, you're saying. My. I am already my own personal Jesus. <laughs> wow, okay. We got Don't drink though. the Kool-Aid, kids. Security. <laughs> well, it's been nice having you. <laughs> It's a shame you can't stay any longer. Okay, Augie, you're off for your own good. All right. Thank you very Thank much you, for Mr. Augie You are quite welcome. Dave Augie August of okay, Maryland. let's see. I know. The man, the myth, the legend. Who wants the grilling? Who wants to be grilling? I'm looking for my friend Beth. Where Where's is Beth? Beth? Where is Beth? Beth? Beth and Turkey. has left the Get building. Get your butt up here. Here we go. Come, Come on, on, Beth. It's your moment of fame. Come on. Come on. We need to know. You have stories, and we need to fill air. <laughs> Here's an important thing to say. Well, something been, important. If you've been uh, following the 80s crew's social media accounts for the last week while we've been on the ship, uh, this is the person taking all the photos. So she's, she's, she's taking me. She takes the photos. I write the copy. We send it to St. Louis, and poof, it magically appears. The magic happens. How long have you been, how long have you been listening to the show, Beth? Let's see. Definitely 10 years. Wow, okay. That's pretty good. That's good. Yeah. Do you remember how you found it? Yeah, because I was traveling so much for my job. I was looking for something 80s related, and then I found it on iTunes. And so, as I said, you all were my best traveling companions because I would bring you on all my trips. And as I sit in taxis and plane rides and so on. Wondering where your luggage is. <laughs> Always. It's a common thing. But I did get my luggage the whole time this trip. I, it's Well, I shouldn't knock on wood. 
I shouldn't say, well, you know, I've got Saturday still to go. Okay, pop quiz. Oh, God. You were in charge of the 2020 80s cruise. What five bands do you pick to play on it? Couldn't this be Living or Dead or they like be, Dream Lineup? They could, they could be together or not together, live dream, or dead, but they have lineup. to be 80s bands. Dream Lineup. Well, number one would be Culture Club for me, right? Culture Club. I love Culture Club. I saw, can I just make a side note on this? Certainly. Um, they were probably my first real 80s band that I saw in concert. I was in fourth grade. My mom took me. Yes, in Louisville, Kentucky, at the Louisville Gardens. And um, I snuck backstage when I was in fourth grade, and I got to wave at Boy George in the dressing room. Of course you did, Beth. Of course you did. (laughs) That's where all the stalking first started when I was in fourth grade. That's right. Um, So, yeah, Culture Club, Duran Duran. Dream big. I know. Dream dream list. Dream list. list. You're you're absolutely right. They don't have to. It's like, yeah, Duran Duran, U2, Rolling Stones. uh, Yeah. I, I still yeah, like and I'd Huey like a Lewis dollars in my when he later was too. on on the first year. So, Huey so, Lu- so you'd bring back Huey Lewis? I would. I would. Okay. He was great. I, I really who enjoyed was, it. Who was here to see Huey Lewis perform in year one? Wasn't he amazing? Yeah. Did you, who was here and saw him walk through the, the pier terminal to get on the ship? And how everyone went effing nuts when they saw him. Wasn't that the coolest thing ever? Or how Janice and I... Um, Stalked him? Well, we went and accidentally ran into oh. him. Oh, while oh. he was disembarking. And, yes, that's how... How strange how it, to run into you here, Mr. Lewis. It, what he was very kind. Surprise. He was Is very kind. Disembarking? Was that what he really doing? He was disembarking. Okay, so that's three. Oh, uh, two more? Mm, let me see, let me see, let me see. Oh, no, no, that's not one of my faves. But I, I, I like modern English. I know they were already here, but I do like them. It's your list. It is my <laughs> list. list. So, my list. And, oh. Gotta think of what? Oh, Adam Ant, Adam Ant. Yeah, Duh. yeah. I can see, t- I can see Adam Ant on the oh cruise. Oh my god, would that would be great. Love, I've it? never seen him in concert. I would love to oh, see Adam He's great. Ant. He's fun. He's fantastic. I would do the Prince Charming dance if he was here. <laughs> Why wait? Uh, well, go ahead, demonstrate it. You're the one. No, that I said thought it. you said you would do it. I would if Adam was with me. Oh, okay. Not with okay. Brad was with me. No, Bradham. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bradham okay. Brant. Brant. F- final question. Oh yes. 80s celebrity crush. Oh, John Cusack. Uh, <laughs> boom. No hesitation. Yes. The no look pass. And I, and I have met him before, and it was a little stalking adventure again. But but he's so nice. He was so nice. So lovely. Nice. Good answers. You're off the hook. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Beth. And thank you, for all the, thank you for all the photos you're taking for the trip. Even though we don't give photo credits on social media, you totally deserve them. I'm the worst picture taker in the world, so it's, it's important we have Beth around. Okay, Heather, get your butt up here. It's She-Ra time. Bring your inflatable sword. She-Ra. So are you going to dress up tonight? That was funny. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. It is Thursday. TMI, bro. <laughs> Favorite cruise moment so far of all, of all the cruises you've been on? I'm going to out myself that I'm recycling this costume from last year. <laughs> uh, but last year, um, we went on the cruise because my husband loves Debbie Gibson. And I did not realize that uh, She-Ra was a big kind of hero for her backup dancers. And when it came time for them to pull people up on stage, they looked to me because I was She-Ra. And I got my husband up on stage with Debbie Gibson. Oh, that's, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. More can you ask? 
uh, on Stuck in the 80s, we usually don't – we tell a lot of stories about the past and um, past girlfriends and Shocking. boyfriends and stuff like that. And um, for the most part, we're, we are um, discreet enough to invent nicknames for those people. So there's Crazy Plant Lady, there's Condo Girl, there's Vegas Girlfriend, um, stuff like that. If you had an 80s nickname, what would it be? Like when you were saying that, I thought I had an ex-boyfriend I called the Harry Cryer. <laughs> That's my nickname, yeah. Harry Cryer. <laughs> Wait a minute. And that's the big reveal today, folks. Yeah. We've reunited this couple. Sorry. Greg, we've been meaning to tell you something. <laughs> She-ra. <laughs> that inflatable the sword inflatable, thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> uh, and you may say to yourself, and She said she was going to get, get it back to me tonight. She I did. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You know, I guess me in the 80s, it would be the the, the nerd girl with glasses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like very big well, we'll, glasses. We'll, we'll work on it. So we'll, we'll work on it so you have a better one. For, when we bring him next time, we'll have a better one. But okay. I like nerdy Shiro. We'll work for now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're off the hook. Thank you for coming thank up. Woohoo. Oh, thank you. You hang on to the sword. Okay. Okay. So we're 21 minutes in. Um, we've, we're almost out of questions to ask people that will embarrass them. So uh, I, we'll turn it over. Does anybody have any questions uh, for us about the podcast history or us personally or or what's on tonight's menu at dinner? I do not know that answer. I just I still am digesting the lobster tails. You got to come up. So, so come up and ask it in the mic so that we can all hear it from the home audience can hear. The home audience can hear. <laughs> Please spell discreet. <laughs> can you use it in a sentence? Steve wants you to be discreet. When did you two know that you were meant to be together? Uh, that's not weird at all. First time ever I saw your face. Uh so, so years ago, we used to do this thing in Stuck in the 80s where we would um, – my co-host and I would fly to Las Vegas because Las Vegas always hosts these amazing 80s concerts like uh, uh, Lost 80s and Retro Futura. So about um, 10 years ago, nine years ago, uh, we flew out there and some of our friends from California that we'd, we'd only you know, heard emails from – It's an easy drive. Came, came over to, to see us and so Brad Williams – Came up to my hotel room with like, like a just. Oh yeah, snacks. Snacks. That's what I brought him. Is snacks. Like enough for five hundred people. Well, you get hungry all that drinking. I mean, come on. And and he sat there patiently while we recorded a podcast, looking like it was Christmas morning, uh, and you were a five year old waiting for your Tonka truck. And and uh, it was amazing. It was amazing. We we've been we were we've been friends ever since. And then. A few years ago, I, I left my job in Tampa where I was a, f- a full-time web editor and podcast was part of my job and we needed a new co-host. And I, even my old co-host, Sean Daly at the time, said, you need to, to get Brad on the show. He's got the perfect radio voice. I do read the legalese. You know, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's so, so that, I think that's how it started. And then and it's been a partnership ever since. So we probably talk to each other every day. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. So uh, let me tell you my side of it now. Let me give you the real story. So uh, Steve is my example I give when people say, can you really make friends on the Internet? 
Yes. Or should you? Well, really make friends. With you still have to be careful. As my mother said, be nice to everyone. Choose your friends carefully. But he's my example for that. I started listening to the show when it started, like late summer of two thousand five. So yeah. two thousand six, beginning of two thousand six, I started listening to the show and I started emailing with him. And we got to be friends over email. And then, as he said, we met in in Vegas at that show. Really, what I remember is. My wife sitting next to me on the couch, like, what on earth have I gotten myself yeah. into? Uh, and I forget who it was that was like, oh, that guy's okay. He actually made eye contact with me. Like, everyone was scared to death of my wife. Um, she is a quite a, a force of nature, and I'm <laughs> lucky to have her. She's still in the room. There she is. I, She's I, a lovely, lovely woman, but don't tangle with her because she'll take you down. Um, <laughs> don't even ask her about Grimace. Beware the tempestuous nature of the red-headed woman. That is the, all I'll say about that. Um, so that was when we first met. Um, and then when he called me and said, hey, do you want to be the, the co-host of the podcast? It was like, are you familiar with the movie Buckaroo Banzai? Anyone? Buckaroo Banzai? When Jeff Goldblum shows up with the cowboy outfit and the luggage, that's kind of how I felt like, okay, I'm here. I bought a microphone. <laughs> like, is this really going to happen? And now here we are. I don't, it's, it's, it's a long and twisting road. It's a 50-50 partnership. It really is now, and it's it's nice. And it, the time difference is kind of odd because we record, we don't record in person. I, I record out of Orlando, Florida, and you you're in L.A. I'm in L.A. So we do it online. We don't we're not seeing each other. We're just talking into the internet. And then uh, if Jen with one N, who's our other co-host, she's up in Maine, right? So that makes it interesting. Sometimes we one time we did a show uh, with a friend in Australia, so we had that time difference between the East Coast, the West Coast. It was going to be three time. in the morning for somebody. Yeah, basically. somebody got screwed, and and then of course, in true uh, Stuckney's fashion, we totally mangled the audio um, and just completely wasted like two hours of our time. It was it was a great show in Crocodile Dundee that nobody ever got to hear, and I just we just couldn't bring ourselves to record it again. And I feel so bad about that. So, any other questions? This is going to be the world's shortest podcast. They actually are only about half an hour, just so you know. Oh, oh, oh here we go. Here comes Matt. Be afraid. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Regal. Hey, Brad. Hey, Steve. I have two questions. First question is, uh, how's your mom, Steve? Is she still alive? And how do you feel about her? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. That's a callback. And the second one is, um, from each of you guys, if you could share with us what your favorite part of the cruise has been so far this year. This year? This year. This year. You want me to go? Uh, well, Katrina. Being on stage with Katrina here yesterday. Yeah. I yeah. I was freaking out. I, I admit, um, and and everyone who knows me, like we have a little group of friends that we we have dinner with every night, and everyone knew that I was like circling around like a dog on its deathbed yesterday, knowing because I had seen. I don't how many saw Katrina perform while you were here, yeah. and, and then how many oh how many of you saw her Q and A that she did with uh, Terry. So you know she's whip smart and very fast and she, <laughs> she's a renegade. And so I'm sitting there thinking she's going to tear us a new one. She's going to like we're going she's going to see these questions and she's going to make fun of us for a straight hour. And I told you I'm like Brad, don't even try to be cute with her. She's going to tear us a new one. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, challenge accepted. Let's do this." And then um so so yesterday came and, and I mean if you've been to trivia, you know that I kind of circle the uh, stage in a sweaty mess for about 15 minutes before it starts, like just the the nerves having to work them off. And then I'm still waiting for Katrina to show up. And f- so finally around the corner, I get, you know, like a wave that she's here and she's in the backstage area. So I go back there to, to meet her and try to, you know, 
with a cotton mouth trying to explain what it is we're going to do. And then she's like, oh, sweetie, you are so nervous. You have nothing to be nervous about. This is going to all go fine. And then after that, I felt great. So that was, that was my favorite moment was having her talk me off the ledge. Yeah. I don't want to tell the same story twice. So do I have permission to use one from last year? Because being up here with her was amazing. Uh, so last year, I don't know, people who were on the cruise last year maybe remember this. When uh, Tom Bailey did his set, he's introducing the band afterwards, and he just he blanks on the keyboard player's name, right? And he's just like, and you are, sounds like, three syllables, and just completely blanked out. And the next morning, we ran into her in the elevator, and, you know, as you, as you do, right, as you do, and you say, oh, it's a great set last night, really enjoyed it. And I said, I have to ask, was that a bit or did he really forget your name? She's like, oh, no, yeah, he forgot. He forgot. I swore that was a bit. He should have just I, said it was yeah, a bit. Yeah, well, she should have, yeah, to bail him out. So we get off of the elevator, and if you've been to trivia, you know that I can sometimes be a little bit of a smart ass. And who comes down the stairs but Tom Bailey? And as he approaches, I said, do you know her name today? <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, crap. He's never coming on the podcast now. He was very gracious about it. But I just it was a funny moment. So those, those are the kind of things that happen on this cruise that make it so fun, right? You bump into someone in the omelet line and things like that. Over the years, you kind of get used to, to interviews going in any number of directions. And Tom Bailey was definitely one of the nicest interviews we ever had. Yeah. Um, a lot of people ask us about the worst interviews we ever had. Uh, Cough, cough, Wopat, cough, cough. Did anyone remember Dukes of Hazard actor Tom Wopat? So early in the, the, the days of Stuck in the 80s, uh, he was coming through Tampa Bay. He was starring in Chicago. And so I had a chance to interview him. And we had just lost our podcast engineer, the, the guy we used to call the maestro, um, who would record everything. So all I had to do was show up with my list of questions and everything was taken care of. So... He wasn't there, so I had to record it myself, and it was 15 minutes long. And so I hit the wrong button and only recorded his side of the conversation. And so I should have just, I should have just, I should have just punted. I should have just said, "Okay, it's just going to be a written interview." But I decided to to go back and re-record my questions separately. And if you ever go back and don't ever go back and listen to it, it is widely regarded as the worst podcast we ever did because it's just me going. And then what happened after Dukes of Hazard? <laughs> oh, oh, the that same is amazing inflection. to me, Tom. <laughs> and then what happened after you took the job at Chicago? <laughs> over and over and over. And people wrote in, they're like, that is the stiffest performance I've ever seen. And I'm like, yes, I know. But I didn't want to, I didn't want to give up on the interview because he, he was so nice and gracious. And it doesn't always happen because some people really, really detest the idea of being on a podcast called Stuck in the 80s. Um, but we are not stuck in the 80s. There's three people who have specifically said, I will never, ever be on your show, even after they said, I will, of course I'll be on your show. And then they're like, oh, what's the name of it? Stuck in the 80s. Who are those people, Steve? Uh, let's see. Number one. Well, the Scorpions said it after it was too late. Suckers. We'd already recorded the interview. And if you go back and you listen to that one, that's kind of funny because he finds out about it when it's too late. Um, Read the notes. Brian Adams. Uh, famously accepted the interview, and then at the, and then when his um, PR person found out, she said, "No, he won't be on it. If anything, he's stuck in the '90s." She said, which offended me. Oh, so if I change the name of my show, then it'll be fine. Um, and then uh, Christopher Cross, really, was Once, he stuck in the '70s? 
once he agreed to an interview and then and he backed out the last minute and um I didn't mind so much. I've never told this story before. <laughs> oh. I, I mean I didn't mind I, I understand that some people now I don't tell the name of people I don't I never say the name of the show, but when I do an interview, I'm like I do a, a show about music and then right. I don't say it's called Stuck in the Eighties. Okay. Um so I I reviewed his concert anyway and I gave him a, a great review and like a day later I got an email that said, you know, from Christopher Cross and I open it up and it says, Can I call you Steve? And That um, is go, my name. Yes, you can call me Christopher Cross and he called me on the phone and for forty five minutes apologized for for turning me down for the interview and said and, and complimented me on oh, you know, you still gave me a nice review anyway and so sorry, I was just having a bad day and <laughs> I'll never do it again. So the anyway, podcast or that. Those are the that's the hall of shame, really. Although I, I guess I let Christopher Cross out of it because he, he he did apologize. So yeah, honorable mention. Any other questions? Okay. Well, hey, this has been great. This has been a fun week. Yes. Um, if you haven't been listening to the show, it's easy to find. Just if you Google "stuck in the '80s," it'll pop up everywhere. If you took one of those bracelets, the web address is right on there conveniently. Yeah. Oh, and we also have some stickers, which I'm happy to hand out, but you cannot put them on the ship. You yeah. cannot the bracelets over put there. them on the ship. The bracelets are up here. Yeah, and always, if you, if you ever have feedback on the show, I mean, email us. You know, it's steve at sit80s.com or brad at sit80s.com. Um, we love the emails, and uh, we're going to continue on. We just found out uh, earlier today that we're invited back for 2019. So Sorry. We'll Next year, we're going to secure our own damn special guests, <laughs> even if it is a drum tech. So we always like to end every show with the same thing. Um, thanks for coming out. Thanks for, for listening to us. Thanks for listening to the show. We'll see you soon. In the meantime, Brad and I remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Thanks. Thanks, guys.